0: Hello, welcome to the Deep End Theory with Leslie Snipes in the lead. So today we have a special guest with us, Lucas. What's good? So he produces a variety of genres from trap, dubstep to future base, and he's celebrating the release of his Lucid EP on Monster Cat this Friday at Exchange LA. And so yeah. he'll be heading out to Exchange along with Apache and Buku. And so a little <laughs> so a little um personal backstory on this. Um, it's funny, back in 2015, we had heard of uh, some of his remixes in the past, and so we thought uh, they were pretty nice. Uh, but we never got a chance to see him live. Uh, but Mark and I uh, went to EDC in 2016, and so one of our goals was to check out this guy. And it turned out to be a dope set, and it's one of the ones I remember to this day. And now, if fast forward, sitting here with us on Deep End Theory. Uh, we're happy to have him here on the show to talk about life since, uh, upcoming releases, life in general. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What up? Thank you for having me. Yeah, Of course. Shout out Deep End Theory and UCLA. Your campus is massive. This yes. place is like Hogwarts. It's crazy. Don't
0: get lost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Life's been life's been crazy. That, that EDC was so insane. It was probably the most fun I've had at a, at a music festival we
2: played we played i i, I, I agree with that <laughs> dude it was crazy
1: the 3 a.m set 3 to 4 a.m and it was like seven completely up. yeah seven up stage like one of the smaller stages you know over capacity i remember the the stage i was like i've never seen this stage have this many people the whole weekend and i was like damn that's crazy we had it we had lit. okay come up i forgot who else came up it was it was a lot of fun man and i
2: kind of like the fact it was like more intimate like that i don't know yeah. it made the fact that it was super lit like, like even more really late,
1: late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah because like i was like maybe like four feet away from the crowd i'm like maybe like five feet up you know i was like pretty it was pretty intimate yeah. set it was awesome but yeah man life's been good dude a lot of new music coming out just dropped my new ep on monster cat lucid ep three records eclipse on my own with able heart and uh and alarm with corella man it's really going well
2: yeah so of those three tracks which one stands out the most to you
1: Alarm man, Alarm just came together so nicely Like all the sounds just like worked out really well Like I remember I was in the studio with them um, In LA, I was at their house And we wrote their last single Be There And then uh, after that they showed me the demo of Alarm And I was like yeah this vocal's sick Let's make this like our record, a collab It just came together so nicely I love the, the vocal, melody, mo- uh, bleh, vocal melody they had on the hook, so I just took kind of that melody and made the drop sound with their vocal melody, and sh- it just came together really nicely, man. I love that record.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. The song, I'm, I'm pretty sure it has the most plays on Spotify too. Out of yeah, out, out of, of, of
1: all my songs ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is hey, that's a good sign. I oh yeah, in, man. In, yeah, I mean, it's
1: doing, it's doing really well. I'm excited.
0: So how was it uh, working with Cruella? Since they went separate ways from uh, Rain Man? they've been doing well for themselves.
1: Yeah, man, they're they're super talented. They they kill it, and they are the nicest people I know in the industry. And I will say that. Wow, it's quite a compliment. Every time, they're 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 so down to earth, man. They just want to make music and have fun and live their life the best way they can. And they're just really awesome girls, man. And they write super well and super fast, so. They're just going to keep killing it, man. They don't need that guy. They don't need Randy. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: and so, what do you want your listeners to know about your uh, your headlining <laughs> set at Exchange this Friday?
1: Yeah. Dude, if you're in LA, don't miss my show tomorrow, Exchange. Promise you, it's going to be lit. It's going to be crazy. Um, we sold out last show. I played at Exchange. I don't even know. I think it was like two years ago. It's pretty crazy. Um, But yeah, don't miss out this on this show, man. It's gonna be awesome. Don't miss it.
2: And what type of set can people expect? Are you gonna you gonna do everything, the full trap, dubstep, yeah, man? It's gonna be
1: just a lot of energy, all kinds of music, all your favorite records mixed in a way you probably never heard before, and you're gonna lose your mind every couple every minute or so. Every next song is (laughs) good. Every next song, you're just gonna be headbanging, dude. You're not gonna be like, "What's going on?"
0: (laughs) Yeah. So on your the cover of the EP, you have that Ferrari Testarossa. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, I've seen that around in a couple of uh, other like pieces, right. And so that's been part of your branding. So is there a story behind that?
1: The car itself. Car itself, and like,
0: there's also that Vice City vibe, right?
1: Yeah, so I'm from Miami, I was born and raised in Miami, Um, and so the whole Miami Vice, I kind of wanted to take that theme and, like, make it cooler, so they drive the Testarossa in in that show, and I just love that car, it's such a cool car, you don't see those cars anymore nowadays, so I thought it'd be cool to throw it in there, and um, yeah, we're doing a really cool, like, I always wanted to do, like, a concept-type album, so... I wasn't really ready to write a full, <clears throat> a full album yet so with this EP I wanted to do something just to start out like a very mini concept story type deal with visuals and like a storyline that you could follow along with the music and the lyrics and everything kind of pieced together. So um, that's what we kind of did with the artwork and the whole branding around the EP. Um, there's going to be three music videos, one for each song. and it'll all go together as like one like episode almost like Hmm. like a or like a movie like a mini movie type thing so each each music video is like a like an episode type thing it's cool
2: that's awesome so you can like watch all three consecutively and it's like one cohesive story exactly
1: wow that's and it's all animated so it's gonna be (laughs) wow i think the first music video for eclipse drops probably this month or february beginning february
2: and it's going to stick with the whole Vice theme? Oh it's yeah, dude, awesome. they're sick. The whole way. It's cool. really
1: cool, yeah. I'm not going to tell a story. You can watch right, it. Though. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, going back to Miami, uh, you're from Miami, but how do, how do clubs compare to L.A.? Like, are the vibes different? Do you like one more? Man.
1: Miami Miami is such a more like, uh, what's the word for it, like almost like very fancy. Very high end, like like if you're going to clubs in Miami, you're 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 dressing up real nice. You know what I mean? Interesting. I don't know. The vibe in Miami is different. Then it's very more. It's more bottle service. A lot. There's a lot of clubs out here like Exchange and Create, where there's still bottle service, yeah. but you still have the dance floor. You know what right, I mean? Right. Live is kind of like that. is kind of like that too. But I feel like they're like fancier. Damn, so
0: everyone just over there flexing?
1: Yeah, everyone's flexing. Exactly. That's the better word. (laughs) That's definitely the better word. Flexing. Like if you're going out of Miami, you're flexing for sure. I think one of the best clubs though in Miami is 11. Shout out everybody at 11. And if you go to Miami, go to 11 for sure. And so EDC
2: or Ultra along the same kind of- Yeah, West Coast or East Coast. Oh,
1: man. They're so different, dude. Yeah ultra miami like being a kid that snuck in ultra 2011 (laughs) like damn i i love ultra dude like the energy at ultra the crowd is just different than the west coast crowd like east coast goes hard west coast goes hard too though like edc like is a is a crazy you have to experience both man like i can't i can't put one above the other i love them both too much that's That's why we asked
0: like we haven't been to ultra yet so we still imagine we have stories but i mean that's all.
1: Definitely do it, dude. Next time
2: I hear everyone that's from Miami sneaks into Ultra. Like if you're from Miami. <laughs> you it's have like to a have thing. done it at least once yeah. or attempted. <laughs> now they're uh,
1: super strict now. I am pretty sure if you try don't I do not recommend you doing <laughs> that. Um if any of you go to Miami for Ultra, do not try to sneak into Ultra. Um you'll probably get arrested and go to jail. But that back in the day when the fences were not 18 feet tall you'd be able to mob it with like 20 people and jump in it was a lot of fun and then you just have to run from security you got to be quick that was so that was a lot of fun man ultra was awesome
0: and i was looking through your SoundCloud catalog and so actually one of the things that caught my eye was your remix of strangers from uh seven lions and so what made you venture into that like future base area
1: that was a long time ago. Yeah. Do you know when that was?
2: I think it was like uh two or three years ago. No way. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Wasn't more? I'm pretty sure it was yeah.
1: That remix, I love that song, dude. The vocal was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I remember um I remember that uh I had just got in touch with Seven Lines and I was like, yo, I wanna remix that record and then he sent me no, I had I had done the remix already. I did a bootleg remix of it. Oh, okay. It, and then I had sent it to him and he like loved it and it and it kind of blew up. I remember some there was some sorority somewhere that put it on their <laughs> YouTube and I got a, I caught a lot of heat for it cuz they caught a lot of heat for their video. They copyright? No, it was some weird there was some weird viral YouTube thing where the sorority was like I don't know man everyone was roasting them i don't did you not see that and they used that remix for their their promo video for this sorority and you just got caught in the crossfire and i got caught in the crossfire with the song and the song blew up because of it nice yeah, which just works out but yeah but still it's, it's pretty sick that's yeah. dope i definitely that was like the first venture into future base for me yeah yeah of the style of that like that kind of stuff so
0: is that how a, a remix usually goes you just like put out something that's like kind of rough and you just like get it over to the original guy like who made it? Yeah, it
1: depends man. Back in the day, like when SoundCloud wasn't so strict with copyright, you could throw up like bootlegs and stuff. So like what we would do is like, so the first remix I put out was the Tsunami remix. Okay. And uh, my buddy Helter Skelter from back in Miami. And at the time Tsunami was an ID on the internet. Like, Mm. on YouTube, there was, like, YouTube rips. It's, like, I-D-I-D. The most massive record anyone ever heard. So, when we heard it, we're like, yo, we have to remix this song, like, immediately. And um, so, what we did, we went on a Hardwell's radio show. Shout out, Hardwell. And we ripped it from Hardwell's radio show and then remixed it. (laughs) Sorry, Hardwell. Sorry, Hardwell. Cut out the low ends and then just made a remix from that file. It's, like, a ripped radio show. Yeah. That would be considered a bootleg because yeah. you're, like, kind of stealing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, not really. But um, back in the day, that's how it kind of worked. So, so now nowadays for me, it's like I'd rather reach out and get permission to remix a song instead of doing that. Cause get like,
0: a full quality and copyright, sure. of course.
1: Yeah. Like, for me, if someone remixed my song, I'd be like, yo, that's tight. If it sounds cool, it sounds cool. I don't care if you took the original and made something cool with it. That's actually doper, in my opinion, than getting stems and doing a whole remix if you could do something really sick with just the file, that's that's talent right there. Yeah. That's cool. Right.
2: Yeah, and so you have this track, uh, called Deep Breaths coming out with Cal from Time Flies.
1: Yeah, man. That's my first major label release. I'm really excited for it.
2: And so like it's kinda has that like future bassy, a little bit of like poppier vocal. Like how'd you meet Cal? What was the like time flies when I think of Lucas, I don't think of time flies yeah, to be dude, honest, dude, right? Yeah, like, you know, Cal's you know?
1: the homie, dude. <laughs> Cal and Rob, dude, I love those guys, they're awesome. I met them like, like I think, like three years ago. We had written a record, like, um, my manager's good friends with their manager, so like, they were like, oh, we should get them in the studio with Lucas and Smile. Shout out my homie Smile from back in Miami. We got in the studio like three years ago and wrote a record that was like horrible. It was like the worst record ever. We we like wrote it and thought it was so sick, and the next day we're like, yeah, this is shit. <laughs> and then uh, so we were just like, yeah, we kind of trashed that. So then like a, 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 like two years later, like I think it was last year, Cal was down in Miami for a wedding, and then uh, he hit me up, and he was like, yo, I'm in town. I'm like, yo, let's let's hit the studio. And then, uh, so I sent him the address to the studio, at, which is Studio 26 in Miami, Pharrell and Chris Cab studio. It's like super crazy studio. Mm. And, uh, I sent him the wrong, I like missed one number on the address. So it started sending him to like Hollywood, Florida, which is like an hour away. <laughs> so he cool. was like, yo, I think I'm an hour away. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, oh shit. I fucked up and I <laughs> sent him the wrong address. And then, uh he ended up getting there later on so we didn't have that much time left in the studio for the session like we paid for a certain amount of hours and uh, so we had like maybe 2 hours to write the song and we just banged it out he had like this idea and had the whole vocal melody done and the song came together really well and then we ended up recording like saxophones and trombones and trumpets and it, the song is really really dope man i'm really excited for people to hear it
2: yeah and then you were also recently on uh, nice hair with the chain smokers yeah how did that come about can we expect a future collab with them Dude, is that on the horizon
1: i hope so man i love drew i love alex man they 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 showed me love like like oh, for a while for they've been supporting my music for years now i mean
0: so. you had that one remix uh yeah more? we do i did the roses remix
1: yeah. yeah yeah they 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 helped me with that and then uh they played out can't get enough like every single during that big stadium tour they did yeah they opened every single show with game over and they played can't <laughs> get enough they played can't get enough as well so like they've been supporting my music shout out chain smokers man they're, they're, they're awesome um but um yeah man i hope to work with them for sure they're very busy now <laughs> yeah
0: yeah they seem like they're uh staying low-key for a while after yeah they're, they're that. dropping new music right now yeah they just
1: dropped that new records it's tight a sick boy i think it's yeah, called sick, sick boy. boy. Yeah, yeah 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 but the nice hair thing came about i completely lost track of that question <laughs> yeah they, they asked me to do a mix for the new their radio show and i i crushed it
2: <laughs> yeah i listened to it it was lit is very lit. Yeah. The first half was like super lit. Super and heavy. Then, yeah. yeah. Played a lot of dubstep. The second half, you chill out
0: a little bit. It <laughs> hit really hard.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was dope. It was a good mix. So, just talking about a little bit about the industry itself and what your opinions are. Um, so, how do you see the topology of like electronic music changing over the next two years?
1: I think it's going to, I think right now, there's definitely like waves of styles. If that's a a thing. I think, think like, uh, I keep telling my homies that that old Pharrell beats are going to come back into play for, Mm. like, radio. So, like, uh, that old Snoop Dogg Pharrell song. Yeah. I think beats like that are going to... Oh, man. Beautiful. Oh. Like a little funkier... Beats like that, like, R&B-style stuff. soulful. Yeah, soul stuff. Like, the new Cardi B record with Bruno Mars. Like, that... She they she threw Cardi B on that and now it's a hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Beats like that, I think are gonna be big for radio and stuff like that. I mean EDM is still gonna do its thing, man. All the pop crossover EDM records are becoming huge. The marshmallow is killing it with Selena Gomez and stuff like that. And bass music is just gonna continue to get gnarlier, dude. Like all the all the crazy sounds these kids are making with like eight. Plugins in one channel, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like, they're gonna continue making crazy stuff. I'm excited, man. EDM is like taking the forefront of music right now, for sure. Yeah.
0: So, do you have like a particular artist that you have in mind that everyone should be like looking out for? Man,
1: who's making some crazy stuff, yo? Shout out Crank Crankdat Crank, Crank Dat that's is killing it. Yeah. Man. He he really is coming up. He his production super clean. We have a new game over version two. Oh, oh my god shit. yeah it's insane it's like insane so more game insane over, than original yeah we're trying to like blend we're trying to bring back those sounds a little bit that we use in that record and bring them into this record but make it like that much crazier and then we're making it more like more live drums and like breakdowns and crazy stuff that's like rock influence pop like punk rock stuff it's gonna be a cool record i'm excited if I had to choose one, I'd say Crank That, is cool. dope. Cool. And okay. Smile, SMLE. They're making some next-level stuff, dude.
2: Yeah, and, and you've produced, you know, Trap, dubstep, Future Bass. Are there any other genres you want to venture into?
1: I definitely want to make polka music, uh, for sure. Polka? Like the... I don't know, dude. Folk, like East, Eastern country. European? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Eastern European, like bagpipes. <laughs> I'd be tight.
0: Dude, I'd be down to hear that. Uh,
1: right? Some bagpipe trap music. That'd be sick oh, I, don't know, I'm down. I want to make all kinds of music I'm just making like Right now I have like so many demos that are just like Funky like Like 100 BPM Like a real bass guitar Like plucky stuff That's just like jammy kind of music And then I'm making like a pop record next week Or I'm making a hip hop record a lo- I'm making a lot of beats too A lot of like trap beats that are like fire So I'm really excited I definitely am. I want to put out a hip hop record this year so I feel a goal of mine. Nice. Put out, I'm trying to put out a record every month this year as well, at least, and then work my way to write an album as well. It's, it's a goal yeah. of mine.
2: Yeah, and so I want to talk about an older track of yours as well, the the Lowrider remix that you made. I kind of want to know what your thought process behind that track was because it goes from, like, this, you know, Lucas vibe, and then you, you somehow work in the original. It's, like, verse by verse. It kind of, like, switches. And... I don't know what why would you pick that track? What was the the situation behind that? Oh, or your thought process in like producing that? So
1: I had a buddy of mine and like you one day he was like and I was young. I think I was like 16, 17 when I wrote that remix. And um my buddy was like, "Yo, you need to remix that song, dude." And I was like, "All right." So I did, and then I found a sample at the end of the record. The original song Low Rider by War. If you listen to it all the way at the end of the record there's like this one sample where he sings I wonder if I could find it where he plays the he plays the trumpet at the end and I just took that sample and that's how I made the drop for it and people are just like how'd you how'd you how'd you make that fucking lead?
2: Yeah for those of you that haven't heard it it is a fantastic track
1: Oh no this is the I'm uh, find the original
2: It it just sticks to the It sticks to like the spirit of the original, but it's a super updated version of it
1: right here. Ready? Wait for it. Right here. Oh, that little trumpet. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man, that track came to be like that ended up becoming like a worldwide record, man. Yeah. Yeah. It started as a remix that I made in my bedroom, and turned out to be the song of the NBA Finals with the yeah, Heat were winning.
0: I remember that.
1: And it was in Miami too, so it was Damn. lit. And then there was a song of the Super Bowl. It was a song of. Uh, it was. A, it was a song in that one strip club scene of Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, it was so random. It was a song of so many things, man. Damn, it's, it's been crazy. everywhere. Yeah, it did, sold four over four million records, man. Wow pretty pretty awesome. That's good stuff. It's pretty surreal when I first I actually I, bet, man. Lived, I lived out here for like six months and I got in the car my parents and like at the time they were like they didn't really understand what was happening but when we got in the car turned on the radio and the first song that came on was GDFR and they were like damn this is like real life <laughs> it's like real <laughs> like my son's song is playing on the radio right now it's pretty crazy. It
2: sounds surreal. It is pretty surreal. Man. And so h- how'd you get started with electronic music what was your was your starting point
1: yeah so back in high school i used to throw parties i used to throw house parties and um my house parties were insane we, that was at the time when facebook would have like you to be able to invite like thousands of people to your event on facebook so we would get like all the kids in high school to invite all their friends and they can come to the party for free and then we charge people like five bucks to get in or like for drinks or whatever and then the, the party would eventually get raided. But it was like always worth it because <laughs> everyone would go to these parties and I would I would spin I would DJ at my own parties, so I I throw down like the oh, rowdiest right. sets like things would just be breaking houses would get destroyed, and that's how I started DJing and like getting into more. It was mostly house music back in the day like old Angelo, and like uh, like Sebastian and Grosso before yeah, they Swedish were Swedish house stuff, uh, yeah. before they were Swedish house mafia and stuff like that and like laidback Luke yeah all the old all the old house music before like it they became sweetest house mafia and shit like that and that's how i kind of got into it and then i started making music when i was about 18. started producing music
0: interesting so you first learned how to dj and then you ventured into production after yeah cool uh this is one of the questions we we often ask everyone that comes on the show but what's your biggest mess up during a live set
1: oh dude that's a good one. I have a great story. I think <laughs> I have the video on my phone somewhere, but so I was playing in I think it was Chicago with Borges. I was opening up for the Borges tour, and um, it was a slam night. Like it was like I think like fifteen hundred people, and these girls all up front were going insane as soon as I got on stage. And I played the first record. Song was building up. Everyone's screaming. I like got the top <laughs> of their lungs. Like. These girls like screaming at the top of their lungs and I'm standing on the table. And right when the song drops, I jump off the table and land on the floor, but they didn't have like any padding on the CDJs. So as my feet hit the floor, the CDJ like bounced and hit, it paused itself.
0: Holy crap.
1: So it's just like all this anticipation (laughs) and then the drop comes, silence. (laughs) The whole crowd is just going, Oh. (laughs) And I'm Damn. Like, no, what did I just do, dude? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no. And I just had to restart the song over and, and I just kept the set going. It worked out. But, <laughs> but it was a very awkward moment of silence.
0: <laughs> so now every single time you go for that jump, you make sure. That I make cable... sure there's some padding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure the sound
1: checked <laughs> before I do something like that again.
0: That's hilarious.
2: And so do you, you prep for every set or do you just wing it? Like sometimes you just walk on stage with the USB and you just say, doing it live and yeah i make I comes. make
1: playlists i have a bunch of playlists from like past um i have a bunch of playlists from like past shows that i'll do like when i have a big show i'll like start a new set so like i'll start a new set from scratch like from intro to ending and i'll have the whole playlist like made out and i'll i'll, be, I'll, I'll make a bunch of edits as well of like rap songs that go into other records and make make build-ups for them so that the mm. set flows correctly but Usually I have like a bunch of playlists that I just choose songs from whatever I'm feeling, whatever I feel like the ca- the crowd likes, I'm going to play, you know?
2: Yeah, and so what's a what's a day in the life of Lucas like? You okay. wake up, it's...
1: I'm not a morning person, so I wake up grumpy. It's just because just I'm grumpy in the morning, and then I'm the nicest person later on in the day. <laughs> but I'll wake up, and then I'll eat something, and I'll probably be playing video games for a few hours. What game? Overwatch, oh nice. Overwatch, PUBG, and I like Fortnite too. Fortnite's fun. And then I'm probably in the studio, but probably working on music. Depends on the day.
0: You Got a studio at home?
1: Yeah, I work. At, I work out at a home as well. Or I'll go to my buddy's house, smile music, in their studio. Depends on what we're working on. I don't know, just kind of just go day by day, see how what I'm feeling, you know. And so, what's your dream venue to play in? If you had to pick
2: one venue, whole world, it could be anywhere.
1: Man, I want to play Red Rocks. Never played mm. Red Rocks. Also the Paradiso venue, the Gorge. Oh, the Gorge. Yeah. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Um, I definitely want to play there. I played I played some crazy venues. I played the Olympic Stadium in South Korea where they had the Olympics like all the way like back in the day when Damn, they had the really? Olympics. Yeah, it was insane. It was like 30,000 people. It was like this crazy water festival where it was like red blue red team versus blue team. So like you know how the 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 crowd is split by the yeah the, the divider thing the divider thing yeah. So it'd be red on one side, blue on the other, and everybody had water guns and like shoot each other at the drops. <laughs> yeah, and then the 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 stage shot out like giant water like streams of water and shit. It was awesome. Oh and my god! In the in the Olympic stadium, it was pretty sick. That that's probably the coolest venue I ever played at for sure.
2: Huh? I'm surprised the CDJs didn't get screwed up. All that oh, we were,
1: like, elevated 20 feet. It was the most extra, like, <laughs> like production I've ever seen in my life. But it was awesome. That was really cool.
0: For, like, up-and-coming artists or DJs or aspiring, uh what's your, like, number one advice for them?
1: I mean, as a producer, as a DJ, just do what you want to do, man. Play the music you want to play. Make the music you want to make. And just keep at it. I mean, one day, you never know. A record could blow up on the internet. I mean, that's how all these artists are getting noticed nowadays and sending out your music grinding working hard like that like networking is a big deal especially if nobody knows who you are like sending your music and spamming emails of other artists and producers and djs and sending your music out to people just maybe one day you know you might spam music to me i never open my email but maybe one day i do open my email and i see this track that looks interesting and i hear it and it's a banger or it's the most insane record I ever heard in my life, and I'm probably gonna hit you back about it, you know? And that's another relationship you build. So, networking and working hard. Yeah. Main things, and doing what you wanna do.
0: Solid words Best of his advice. advice.
1: Yeah. Words of wisdom by Lucas. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here <laughs> every weekend.
2: <laughs> Just for a quick rundown, tomorrow, Exchange
1: LA. Exchange LA.
2: Lucas is headlining with uh, Apache and.
1: Buku? Pashimbuku? Buku, dude. Do not right? miss those sets either. Those are going to be insane.
2: And then if someone happened to miss that, can they see you in Southern California anytime soon after that? Um,
1: Saturday I'm playing in San Diego if you want to make the drive from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we're planning a tour. We're planning a big tour for this year, so I'll definitely be back. But don't miss out on tomorrow. It's going to be a big night.
2: Yeah, it's going to be lit. I mean, if it's anything like EDC, it will be absolutely Bring your dance one of the, and the craziest sets you ever hear. Yep.
1: Let's get it.